Hey, good morning, Momentum. Good to be with you again uh, this morning. It's always a pleasure to, to, to speak with you. And, you know, this week we're going to talk about something that uh, probably is near and dear to all of us uh, at one time or another in our lives. And it's, it's about wisdom. We're just going to wisdom. How, we, we, we put it, we leave it at that. And then as we go through this uh, message this morning, you'll see exactly what, how this applies for each of us. So I want to start off just by reading you a verse from James chapter 5. Uh, J I'm sorry, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 6, where James says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Uh, that's not very complimentary. But here's the, here's the key question. Do any of you lack wisdom? Well, the answer is yes. Yes, I lack wisdom. Okay, uh, and now that you mention it, uh, there are areas where I lack wisdom. What you got for me? What do you have for me, God? What, what, what do you have for me? Because yes, I do lack wisdom uh, in many different uh, instances. So, so let, let's start off here. Why do some people seem to continually make wise decisions? And then there's other people who don't seem to have a wise decision. When they look back, they, look back they don't see any wise decisions they ever made. Uh, what goes into our decision making? Uh, sometimes it's our history, who we are, where we come from, how we were raised. Sometimes it's uh, the size of the decision or, or the impact of the decision that we're making. You know, this thing is going to weigh so heavily. I have to, I, I, I have to make sure I get it just right. And so sometimes it's that. Uh, sometimes uh, it's our emotions get involved in it. Uh, you know, my head says I should do it this way, but my heart says I should go this way. And I really don't know where to go. And, and I have to make this decision. You know, I, I, I want to say that I know this is right, but I'm going to hurt somebody's feeling if I say that. So I, I want to go this way. Uh, uh, so, um, what we currently know on the subject at hand sometimes is <clears throat> going to uh, apply when we go in, in decision making. What do I mean when I say that? Sometimes we are limited with the knowledge that we have on a, on a given subject. And so our decisions cannot be any better than the knowledge that we have on the subject. So what is the reference? What's, what's the reference for the decisions that we make? Okay, we, we need to think about that. Uh, there's a ton of information out there, but the question is, is it all good? Is it all useful? Uh, is it gonna lead me to the, the right type of decision that I need to make in this particular case? <clears throat> We're living in a world today where logic seems to be getting attacked from every side. I mean, just when I figured out that up really is up, someone comes along with this explanation of why up really is down. And I, I was very sure that up was up when, when, I, when, I, when we started this conversation, but now as you explain it to me, I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe up's not up like I thought it was. Maybe it is down, okay? Just when I thought that, that right was right, uh, 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 someone has come along and, told, and showed me how wrong is right. I, I, I thought I knew the difference in right and wrong. And sometimes I don't seem to know the difference between right and wrong just when I thought I knew it. And so we have all this information coming, coming at us. And so uh, how do we make the right decision? And don't forget, as we started off reading, what James said, you know, James said to us, do any of you lack wisdom? And the answer is, well, yes, yes, we do. Yes, God, yes, I need your wisdom. Now, in, in maybe some people's lives, in nine out of ten situations, they they got this. There's that one situation where God, you, you got to step in this one, into this one. And then there's some people's life where nine out of ten, it's like God, you got to step into this one. And there's that one that they can get right, which is what size hamburger do I want, or something like that. Uh, uh, Isaiah 5:20 says this: Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Uh, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Basically, it's saying, he's saying this, 
Woe to those, and it's not a woe that God's going to come strike you with, with a bolt of lightning because you did these things. It's because you're going to strike yourself with lightning when you start misaligning, when you start, uh, can't, when you no longer can figure what's up and what's down, when you no longer can figure what's right and what's wrong and what goes into these decisions that I'm making. So we need to be very careful about how we uh, make decisions and, and what is our reference point for the decision. You know, we want to be loving and kind and respectful to everyone. Who doesn't want to be? In fact, that's something we need to be, okay? Uh, but that can become confusing sometimes. How do I interpret me being loving and kind? How does, how does that translate into a decision uh, when I'm dealing with this particular individual, okay? Uh, there's so many people today are having nervous breakdowns for many different reasons. But I'm going to suggest to you this, and I don't have a study to prove it, just anecdotally what I see around me, a lot of the nervous breakdowns that we have is that people just can't land on anything solid. They're, they're just kind of tossed to and fro like James talked about, and, 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 and they, they, they can't figure it out. So people are losing their way, and we begin to see it creep into our lives, and if, if not us, into the lives of people around us, into institutions that we belong to, uh, uh, just different areas that impact us. We're beginning to see this. We're not just beginning to, we've seen it for a while. And we can't or shouldn't let our reference be something like, this is how everyone else does it. That's not a really good reference point. This is how everyone else does it. Or how we've always done it. That's not a good reference point either. So as we talk about wisdom, uh, you know, where does it come from? You know, I was just uh, listening to someone, they were quoting John Maxwell. I'll probably get the quote wrong. But John Maxwell says something like this. He said, he said uh, people say that wisdom comes with age, but lately I've seen age come all by itself. In other words, just because you're getting older does not mean you're gonna get wiser. You have to, what's your reference point? What, what is it we have to reference? So, you know, what is what is wisdom? What are some decisions we have to make sometimes? I'm just gonna give you an example of one. Uh, there was a lady who was, and this is the lady who uh, I've worked with. She was trying to relate to her daughter and she needed to talk or have conversations with her daughter. And we're gonna have these conversations face to face and she couldn't get anywhere. She could not gain any traction. And then she went to talk to someone and said, well, what do you want, the conversation or you want, want it your way? See, wisdom beginning to creep in now. Your daughter loves to text. Why don't you text her? She began text, texting her daughter. Now they have a great relationship. And she gave up her old wisdom of this is the way it's always done, or this is the way you have to do it, or we have to be face to face. We all prefer that. But if you really want communication, you have to be wise about how am I going to get this communication. So God knew from the very beginning that we were going to need guidance as it applies to wisdom. Okay, something solid to hold on to as we make the most challenging decisions in our lives, something solid that we can hold on to, uh, something that's going to help our decisions become just a little bit easier as we learn these things. God apparently knew from the very beginning that decision making could and would become very hard for many people, almost everyone. Okay, and so <clears throat> we see the question and answer. Does any of you lack wisdom? God asked us through James. Then he says, well, let him ask God. So let's take a journey on at least some of the wisdom God provided for us. So <clears throat> I want to take you to 1 Kings, uh, and, and I want to read from 1 Kings. We're in chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 9. It says, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon. So this is the King Solomon we read about, David's son in this scripture, right? During the night in a dream, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, 
because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day, that son being Solomon. Now, now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart, read wisdom, to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. Solomon got it. He got it. what I'm going to need. I'm, I can have riches. I can have this. I can have that. What I'm really going to need is wisdom in dealing with people. And so we see this same King Solomon, the third king of Israel, the son of David and Bathsheba. He's spending some time putting into writing some thoughts as he's king. He's putting into writing some thoughts that he could even pass on to us. And so as he does that, uh, uh, we find out that he wrote a few books that we could read from, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, or some call it Song of Songs. But let me go on to 1 Kings chapter 4. This is what it says. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone, including Ethan and Ezra wiser than Hermon, Kelkal, and Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. Okay, so I'm just going to stop there from reading this. We could go on, but we see that God gave Solomon this wisdom, and now we see just how wise Solomon was, okay? And so Solomon, and this scripture we just read says that Solomon came up with these all these proverbs. What's a proverb? A proverb is a simple, concrete, some say traditional saying that expresses a perceived truth based on common sense or experience. So there is a lot of common sense when it comes to wisdom, but there's also experience in, 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 in Solomon's case. And in our case, that experience, part of that experience should be our experience with God, our experience with his word, our experience with dealing with what God has to say on the matter. OK, so Solomon puts together all these proverbs. And so let's take a look at some of the, uh, the uh, some of the things that Solomon left to us. And so with that, we're going to kind of go through, just touch on the book of the Proverbs, okay? Now, I will tell you this up front. As we think about the book of Proverbs, some people have found this book so useful when it comes to just practical uh, wisdom for everyday, for everyday living and even for leadership situations, even some complex situations. Some people find it so useful that because Proverbs has 31 chapters, People, some people take a chapter a day per month. Uh, they have a little problem in February, okay? The meaning they have to double up on some chapters, okay? So, but still, you get my point. They go through the book of Proverbs once a month, and they do it over and over again just to let this, this re the redundancy of God's wisdom and instruction uh, soak down into them, okay? So Proverbs 4, 7 says this. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. See, now this is Solomon. Uh, this is Solomon writing this, though it costs all you have. Solomon, Solomon's a pretty rich guy. OK, he's got a lot going for him. He's saying I the most valuable thing I have. The most valuable possession I have is God's wisdom. And he's, he's telling us he's put he's putting this in a, in a proverb for us. You need to pursue the same thing. Get wisdom above everything else, even if it costs you get wisdom, invest in wisdom. And then Proverbs uh, 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. Solomon learned this. My own understanding would take me so far. My own understanding, uh, there are some things that I, I just won't be able to figure out uh, that they would take me in a certain direction. But when I learn to lean on, uh, to put my trust in God, I may go in a different direction and it may not, it may not even feel right. It's kind of like reading that, that, looking at that map as you're on that hiking journey and, and the map says go this way, but you look that way and it looks like, mm, I think it's, there's a cliff over there. That's what you think at least. And you see another path that looks easier and you want to go that way, but Solomon said, no, 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 I have God's map. So I'm going to, I'm going to trust God and take the, and take the direction on the map that he gave me. And, 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 and I'm sure it's going to turn out right. And so he finds out that it does. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7, pretty much tells us, uh, tells us why the Proverbs, okay? Uh, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction. Stop right there. For gaining wisdom and instruction. How many books do you have on your shelf to gain wisdom and instruction? How many Googles have you done in the last month to find to gain uh, wisdom and instruction how many people have you talked to to find wisdom and instruction and i'm not knocking any of those things but i'm saying solomon is saying to us if you want wisdom and instruction i'm going to pass to you what god has passed to me and here's where the the foundation of wisdom and instruction is going to come from so he says the proverb of solomon son of david king of israel for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. I, I, I want to stop right there for a second and just notice, notice who he's included here. He said, uh, for giving prudence to the simple, discretion to the young, and even let the wise listen. In other words, he's saying this is for everybody. This is not for any one group of people. So someone doesn't stand here and preach about it and don't use it themselves, okay? This is for everyone, okay? So he said, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding Proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. He's not talking about some fear that makes you go cower in a corner somewhere that you're going to get struck by lightning if you get something wrong. He No, he's talking about the fear. He's talking about uh, uh, the love of the Lord, the respect of the Lord, the belief in the Lord. He, th this is what he's talking about when he says the fear, uh, the, uh, the, the trust, the fear that if I step outside of this, I'm going to do my own self harm. Okay. So here King Solomon gives us the why as to why he spent so much time leaving all these proverbs for us. The why is so that we have at least one place we know we can turn to. Okay, we can, we can go a lot, many places and throughout the scripture we get it. But here's a book, the Proverbs, that's written for our instruction from the simple to the wise for all of us to go to and, and, and help us in our decision making. It was very clear to him and, uh, that people need a reference outside of what they think they know. How many times have, did you, have you thought that you knew something? And so then some new information came along and you go, oh, didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't know that. It happened to me quite often. And, if, and, and, and it'll probably happen again. Sol and, and Solomon has learned that, yes, so we need a good reference point. And so again, he's writing these Proverbs for us. And so with the approval of God, he put into writings that uh, apply to us all. Now, during King Solomon's rule, people of Israel experienced a great and prosperous life. Why? Because they had a king 
who was appealing to God for his wisdom. And he wanted wisdom over anything. Now, he got riches along with that, but that's, that's you can read about that, okay, that God uh, uh, gave him that. But God was so pleased that the thing that Solomon wanted was wisdom, and that's why his people prospered. Uh, this is attributed to Solomon's wisdom, which began with listening to what God has to say to him. Let me stop right there for a minute. Do we listen to what God has to say to us? Do we fight what God has to say to us? Now, I'm not talking about something you think you hear vaguely, although you, you may hear a voice that, uh, from the Holy Spirit that's, that's, that may appear vague to you. But I'm talking about when we go to the scripture and it's very clear on something. Do we let that soak in? Uh, do, 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 do we begin by listening to what God has to say on the matter? Do we handle those things that are very clear in God's word, do we handle those things the way that we should by just being obedient to them? Or do we begin to reason away? It's kind of like um, perhaps we were back in the Garden of Eden and God's word is very clear. And there's this fruit tree over here and there's serpents kind of slithers up. Okay, and says, uh, come on now, you know, God is good. He knows a lot of stuff, but now there's an area where he just might not know it all. You see, you could be a little smarter than him. So it's okay if you step over here. That's not wisdom. Wisdom is when it's clear, when it's clear to us. See, if we can't handle the things that are very clear when it comes to our personal lives, our decision making, it's going to be tough to handle those things that may be somewhat vague, okay? And so we need to take, take those things that we know that God has sent to us, uh, take those things and we need to handle them uh, as though our, our belief is in God, that we have a fear of the Lord, okay? People say knowledge is power. I wanna submit to you that knowledge is not power. Knowledge has the potential for power, but knowledge is not power. Knowledge, if you apply it correctly, can pr help produce power, Okay, so what, am I, what do I mean when I say that? So I can have all the knowledge I want to about the scripture. I can have all the knowledge I want to about what God says on the subject. But if I don't apply it, there's no power in that. There's no, there's no power in my life coming from that just because I know it. And so I, I think we, we, for years we've listened to knowledge is power. Uh, I know what people are trying to say, but I'm just going to tell you, Keith Usby doesn't believe that. I believe that knowledge, if it is applied correctly, now we have power. God's word not just us being able to recite the verse, not just us being able to show someone else a scripture when they say, I'm going through this hardship, I'm going through this, but us following it ourselves. That's where the power comes, okay? Some people actually, uh, again, read these 31 chapters of the, of the uh, book of Proverbs uh, on a monthly basis. They, can't, they go through this thing because they want to get some of this wisdom that Solomon is talking about. I so wish we had time to go through it, but we just don't have time to go through the book of Proverbs. So trust me when I say, go there yourself and take a look. So among some of the things uh, uh, at the top of our list is uh, uh, of, of the ways to get, to get, get it right, uh, to, to be true, uh, to, to, to grasp true wisdom is turn to God. At the top of the list, turn to God. And that's what Solomon had to do. And that's what Solomon understood that he had to do. You know, last week, uh, I really appreciated, you know, Matt talking about, he's talking from the book of Psalms, and he was talking about how uh, ways that uh, our relationship with God, and he said our relationship, it includes different things. It includes celebration, he said. He said, but it also includes lamenting. Everything from celebrate to lament, it includes that. So 
It doesn't matter the circumstances. What I'm getting is that, it, it, that, that Matt was telling us, it doesn't matter the circumstance. Go to God. Let's look for God's wisdom in the situation or sometimes just to cry on God's shoulder, whatever it is. But that's where we need to go. Okay. The book of Proverbs is a very, very good start. But here's the, here's the deal. In the end, there is an impact from taking on God's wisdom. What's the impact? Well, God even tells us that. Now, remember when we started, we talked about James says, does any of you lack wisdom? Do, is there any of you lack wisdom? Go to God. He'll give it to you generously. Okay. And he won't find fault. God won't do this. He won't be like me. You'll come to me on the same subject about five times. And at time number three, I'm going, didn't I just tell you that you're not listening. You don't get it, do you? God doesn't have my attitude. God says, okay, you're coming to me. I give generously. Oh, you're coming to me again? I'll give generously. Oh, you're coming to me the 10th time on the same thing? I'll give generously. You see, God doesn't have my temperament. I need to have God's temperament. Okay? And, and God is saying to us that I'll give you all the wisdom that, you, that, you, that, 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 I, that I can. But if you only assume it or if you only take it as knowledge and you don't apply it, you didn't really get my wisdom. You just got my words. That's all you got. And we want to get beyond getting God's words. And the book of Proverbs is a great book to get us there, okay? Get us just beyond words. It gives us wisdom and instruction, Solomon said. So in the end, what does it look like? Well, let's go back to James. James chapter 3, verse 13. This is what it looks like. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show up by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Whoa, wait a minute. What about the riches? And what about the, you know, that's, that's not, that's not part of, that's not what Solomon was looking for. He never once asked God for riches. He could have. The riches came because he took God's wisdom. The, the, the fruitful life, the powerful life came from taking on God's wisdom. He didn't ask God for these things. He, what he wanted was God's wisdom. Okay. Uh, the, uh, James goes on to say, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such, in quotes, James puts it, wisdom, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Folks, you know, sometimes some of the wisdom that we use, okay, uh, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but some of the wisdom that we use sometimes is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Now, who, if you knew you were using demonic wisdom, would go on using it? I dare say, if you're looking at this at this today, you're you're one of those that say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But yet, what's my reference point? Where's where's my reference? Where do I get this information from? Okay, so uh, so so James is going on to tell us we need to be careful. Just because it appears to be wise, does not mean it's God's wisdom. Okay, and so he describes the difference of the two. But where you have envy and selfish ambition. Uh, there you find disorder and every evil practice. In other words, there are some markers that show that God's wisdom is not being used. It can be in the in the purchasing of a car. It could be in a, a, a serious discussion between, should I call it an argument? Well, husband and wife, we don't argue. We just have serious discussions. Okay, well, whatever you do, it could be there. It could be between friends. It could be, it could be in, in group settings, okay? But if, if disorder is there, Okay, if disorders there, that's not God's wisdom. Now, don't get me wrong. We don't have to agree. We don't call disagreement disorder. It's how we disagree that becomes the issue. Okay, so let's 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 make it a point that on our journey through this complex world, we will always look to God's wisdom to guide us. And how are we going to do that? I'm going to first say go to God's word. I'm going to first say that. But one of the points I want to leave you with this week is 
specifically go to the book of proverbs look what look look what god gave us just look at all the information he gave us on dealing with life whether we're the simple or the wise or anyone in between whether we're the follower or the leader anyone in between look at what god gave us and so let's take a journey through proverbs i challenge you to take that one month read through the book of proverbs so as we as we as we land on that uh, i just i just wish us all the best in uh, in, in making the right decision, the best in having the, the godly wisdom in our lives that people can see displayed, they can see God through through the lives that we lead. Uh, I hope that that's, that's, that's what we get from God. I hope that we're not relying on, and if we have been, that we're ready to give up relying on what the world says. And there are some things. Remember the story I told you about the face-to-face uh, the, 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 the -face versus the versus the uh, uh texting okay well that, that's somewhat from the world but it's a wisdom okay because it, and how does this how would this be a god's wisdom it's a wisdom that says we're not going to have disorder on the way to find order we're going to be as peaceful as we can about this on the way to find order okay and so uh uh so we need to just keep in mind that as we pursue wisdom that we're pursuing godly wisdom think of the markers that james talked about that says he says these things marks god's wisdom and these things marks wisdom that is earthly uh, uh spiritual and and uh, uh and, de and demonic okay so momentum as we go our separate ways as you as, as i end this message to you this morning i just want to say god bless you all as you me we pursue his wisdom and his instruction to apply to our daily lives. Thank you.